Hi everyone, this is Austin Carty. I'm the pastor of Boulevard Baptist Church in Anderson, South Carolina. And I come to you today with what I hope is a word of encouragement. In the last 24 hours, I have been on um, several different Zoom conference calls for several very different reasons. I just recently got off of one that was uh, for my daughters and their respective dance classes. And uh, both of them are in different classes. So April, my wife, was downstairs with one of our daughters um, trying to help her do her virtual dance class while I was upstairs with um, my other daughter trying to help her with her virtual dance class. Um, yesterday I was on a call with uh, a cohort that I'm in for um, a school program. Um, earlier today I was on a, a call with um, our staff uh, at my church. Uh, and then I've been on various other um, uh, church-related um, conference calls as well. And I, I say all that to say that I've now uh, not only seen the, the faces of, but heard the kind of um, exhausted inflections of lots of different folks um, who are all juggling lots of different things in this new paradigm that we're all living in. Um, and I mention that because I want to flag something that I've been saying and that I know lots of other ministers have been saying, and certainly not just ministers, just um, uh, humanitarians of all different kinds who've been trying to help uh, us find um, the, the kind of beauty and the ugliness and the meaning and the chaos. Uh, and that's that here are opportunities for us to attend to things in our lives that really matter, things that we uh, don't often get to attend to. And that is absolutely true. I will keep saying that. Many of these daily words of encouragement will continue to try to draw our attention back to this fact because it's real. We really do have an opportunity here um, to... Um, be present to our loved ones and our families in a way that we aren't always. We have an opportunity to attend uh, to our, our own passions and hobbies, to, uh, to just stop and, and take a look at, at, at the beauty of um, the world around us. All of these things are true. Uh, but what I want to flag today is that we don't want that to be too simplistic. Uh, we don't want to feel the pressure now of trying... Uh, to squeeze nothing but bliss and joy out of um, these simple gifts and blessings that we have. And the reason that has any bearing on uh, the conversations and the folks that I referenced earlier from these Zoom calls is that I think that unless we take care to give ourselves the permission to say, yes, these are wonderful blessings we have and we're grateful for them, but we're also exhausted that uh, there's... Um, some suffering involved in this, and um, to give ourselves the grace of naming that, and and to name that these things are not mutually exclusive. That we can uh, love this added time with with family, and love um, uh, the kind of slow pace that we're moving at, being kind of stuck at home, and 
and, and, and in these more limited lives that we're living, that this can be true while at the same time it can be really, really stressful and anxiety-inducing. That's only been compounded here where I live in South Carolina uh, within the last uh, hour uh, from, from when I'm recording this as um, our governor has just declared that uh, schools will not be back in session until April 30th at this point. Um, and so there are a lot of folks who are looking around and thinking, this is taxing me, this is exhausting me, this is taking everything I have, and uh, there's no telling when it's going to ease up, and all these other people are finding the beauty in it, uh, but I'm just trying to hold it all together. Um, I think we need to acknowledge that all of us are just trying to hold it all together, that uh, nobody has this thing completely figured out yet. Uh, and that it's okay uh, to not uh, feel bliss and joy uh, in, in every single moment, that, that naming that does not um, run counter to the fact that nonetheless we're grateful for these blessings that we have. Um, and I was thinking about two things. Uh, one is about um, something that the, the philosopher Soren Kierkegaard wrote um, in a book, I think it was in... I think it was in his his book either or it might have been in, in in a book called Philosophical Fragments. So it doesn't matter. It it, it, it that's completely irrelevant. Um, but he talks about these different gradations in um, the way we we view life, and he talks about first the the character the the prototype he calls the aesthete. Um, uh, that that person only lives for pleasure and for thrill and pure enjoyment. Um, and that uh, sometimes for people who are, who are aesthetes, they then uh, find themselves being beckoned to lives that actually have obligation and routine and that seem mundane uh, and that seem all the things that they would have found boring and um, constrictive uh, before, but, but, but they, they jump into that and... And they find themselves, he says, quote, surprised by joy. That the, the difficulty of the routines, the stress of the obligation, the pressure of the commitment, that when you keep giving yourself to it over and over and over again, the sum total of that which is being built becomes qualitatively so much greater uh, than the cheap fleeting thrills that are experienced in the life of the aesthete. Um, and I mention that because I think that's a, a helpful window into um, thinking about what's going on right now and how we can be both really grateful for uh, the opportunities to attend to the, the small and simple blessings of our lives and yet also be completely overwhelmed and exhausted by them at the same time. Uh, they don't always have to be thrilling and blissful. Uh, what happens is when we keep attending to them, uh, the sum total of what we're building uh, becomes something so much richer and greater um, than just being out attending to our usual daily wants and desires. Uh, and that also has me then thinking about something that the Apostle Paul writes uh, in uh, the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, uh, something that I think is often misinterpreted. Um, I'm just going to read a, a small section of it. He writes, uh, We boast also in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Um, 
when I say that I think that's often misinterpreted, I think oftentimes people read that as saying, uh, of Paul saying that God gives us sufferings so as to build in us this capacity for hope. I, I think that's a misreading of that. I think suffering is just endemic to what it means to be alive and to be human. Um, and that we don't ask for sufferings. We certainly aren't to be grateful for sufferings, but nonetheless that uh, through uh, the crucible of hardship, um, we oftentimes are formed in a way that our character is enlarged uh, and we take on this capacity for hope and, as Kierkegaard would say, for joy uh, that we hadn't known previously. doesn't mean we're, we're, we're thankful for, for, for the difficulty and the hardship. It just means that we uh, are grateful for the, um, the kind of growth that it occasions. Uh, right now, my daughter, as you can see, is, is, is coming in. Uh, this is one of the hardships uh, that I'm speaking of. Can you give Daddy one second to finish this? No, Daddy, it needs to be right now. Okay. What would happen to my foot? Oh, my gracious. Listen, this needs to be attended to right now. Um, if I attend to this right now, while I will not find great joy in that, someday down the road, uh, this is going to be what's much more important than recording this video. Uh, so, um, my word of encouragement to you uh, tonight Give yourself grace. It's okay to be both thankful for the blessings of the present moment, but also exhausted and overwhelmed by the responsibilities. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Be blessed. Have a wonderful night. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Amen.